Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you doing today? Ah, Jason, I am doing great. I tell you what, you, well, life you, is good, you know. You look good. Look like you got <laughs> some sun recently. So. Well, it was a, a beautiful Labor Day weekend. Uh, I don't think anybody can complain wherever they were. Uh, at least if they were in North Carolina, they had beautiful, beautiful weather and we had a nice time. And, and of course, uh, it's always nice having a short week. Uh, people do <laughs> appreciate that. And, and, uh, so here we are again. And of course, uh, uh, you know, we're still relishing that, uh, Duke upset over, Clemson, and of course, uh, so people, I, I'm sure this weekend will be another weekend of upsets and, and exciting uh, football that we get to um, prepare for. Uh, so it's, it's uh, you know, I, I know that there are a lot of folks out there that, and of course, this weekend's first weekend of NFL games too. So, uh, it, you know, this, this is where uh, there's real splits in the televisions and the families uh, where you have those who love football. And I have to admit that I fall into that category. I really enjoy uh, college and professional football. So I'll, I'll almost always take in a couple couple games over uh, the weekend. And then there's the anti-football crowd uh, who, who uh, want to uh, do other things. But um, so anyway, you, you got to have a cross between getting outside and enjoying uh, this wonderful um, fall. Well, we're not quite to fall yet, but give it another week or two and we'll be in the, the, the uh, throes of autumn weather, which of course, uh, except for hurricanes uh, that threaten our coast uh, from time to time. It's really uh, the, uh, one of the nicer times of the year. It's my favorite time out the beach, quite frankly, September, October, and early November, you can't beat it. Um, much better than the, the uh, blistering hot time in the middle of the summer. So anyway, so anyway, this... Um, I'm blabbering, and I, I shouldn't do that. So uh, I thought uh, this week uh, I would continue down the line of um, what's a family to do when a loved one, you know, in a married couple um, has gone downhill to such a degree uh, that they need nursing care, and, and there's really no other option. Um, you know, people should be surprised that uh, most families can actually, with elder law assistance, get on Medicaid very quickly without regard to the five-year look back. Uh, and so Medicaid is a really, really important program. In fact, it is the most important program when it comes uh, to long-term care uh, issues and and the good news is that uh, most people actually with assistance can um, get on Medicaid fairly quickly. Uh, th that's um, you know there's there's a lot of misinformation. Uh, what we call the three big lies sometimes 
but the fact is, is that there's so much misinformation when it comes uh, to those programs. And so last, uh, you know, and uh, I would simply uh, encourage folks um, because next Wednesday, uh, we have our monthly webinar on Medicaid. Now, we're delaying our asset protection webinar another month, so that one, we're not going to do that one in um, uh, September. Uh, and that's my fault, folks. But the, the uh, Medicaid webinar will go right on time, uh, and we're looking forward to that. So uh, for, for those families who... Uh, are worried about a loved one or the potential need or looking at uh, uh, other programs that involve long-term care, it's a really important uh, uh, program to attend. So we would encourage folks to sign up because, uh, quite frankly, there are a number of different programs. We cover most all of the programs that um, and it's important for folks to understand whether they really could get assistance for a particular program or not. Um, and there's some new programs out there as well um, uh, and, and some changes in old programs. So there's a lot going on. Uh, so folks really do need to pay attention uh, and get the accurate information, uh, at least for those folks who live in North Carolina, that they can get. But uh, so anyway, I thought I'd continue to go uh, uh, down uh, with advice on what happens. I mean, what, what, uh, where do people go? So, you know, last time we talked about uh, the fact that you had a loved one uh, that was, you know, in the hospital and it looks and you've already gone through the process. You were hoping to bring them home. Um, that's what everybody wants, uh, and you can't blame them for that. It's far better to be at home than anywhere else. But there are lots and lots of times where that's just not a possibility. And so you've already been through that decision-making progress. Uh, your loved one is uh, needing to stay in a nursing home. So last week we actually focused on the fact that if you don't have health care documents, you're in trouble. Um, and so the health care power of attorney, the advanced directive for natural death, and the medical release, all three of those uh, health care documents being important. And, you know, when you go to the hospital, that's the first thing they ask. Do you have a health care agent? Do you have a health care power of attorney? Um, you know, where are those documents? We need those documents. And, and then... Um, you know, they, uh, they want all three of those documents, and, uh, and that's really important. So obviously the folks who don't have those documents are in trouble because oftentimes their loved one cannot make health care decisions, and the families are very, very limited in terms of what decisions uh, they can make. And so uh, oftentimes when there's no documents in advance uh, and a person can't, uh, doesn't know what's going on anymore, um, then a guardianship is actually necessary. So health care decisions can be made. Uh, financial decisions are a different matter, but health care decisions uh, tend to come first. And then the financial decisions come. And so uh, this uh, uh, week, I wanted to focus on 
the financial piece of having a loved one in a nursing home. Uh, everyone is shocked at how expensive it is. And the fact is, is that most families, if they don't get assistance, will run out of money and end up on Medicaid, uh, not because they want to be on Medicaid, but because they run out of money. And, you know, and even even uh, well-to-do families oftentimes don't have enough liquidity. They might own real estate. They might own a business. Uh, but they don't have enough cash because nursing homes require cash. Uh, And uh, quite frankly, uh, most of the nursing homes in this area particularly um, cost $8,000 a month or more. You know, eight to nine thousand is pretty common. uh, And there are some that are ten to twelve thousand dollars. And that's for just normal nursing home care. It can be even more expensive than that, depending on what the care requirements are. And and so it's shockingly expensive. Now, are the other types of long-term care expensive? Yes. I mean, home care can be the uh, one of the most expensive, but assisted living care is expensive. Everything's expensive. And so... Uh, many, many families just don't have the financial resources to pay for that care. And that's, that's one of the reasons why our webinar is so important to find out where you stand in terms of these kinds of things and to learn the importance of different types of documents that uh, folks uh, should have. Bill, you mentioned that folks who are worried about this need to attend your webinar, and they do. And I think this also needs to be a warning for folks who aren't worried about it, because those are oftentimes the folks who have uh, just no concept of how to deal with a long-term care crisis and just how chaotic it can be. And they are hit with those surprises with the price tags when it comes to long-term care. If you have some time this week, Attend Bill's webinar happening on Wednesday, September 13th. You can attend for free. And again, it is in the form of a webinar, so you can do this from the comfort of your own home. Go to WGALaw.com. Click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. Again, it's free to register. The Long-Term Care Assistance webinar is happening that morning. The Asset Protection and Trust Planning webinar is being delayed this month. It will resume in October. Go to WGALaw.com, click on the seminars button, or call 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. A quick break and back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Go to WGALaw.com to learn more about Bill and W.G. Alexander and Associates. Bill's webinars are happening this Wednesday, September 13th. Well, it's just one webinar actually happening 
this Wednesday, the long-term care assistance webinar, which deals with Medicaid and VA benefits and other forms of financial assistance that most families uh, can actually receive if you're dealing with a long-term care crisis. Go to WGALaw.com, click on the Seminars button at the top of the page to learn more. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Bill, we're continuing a discussion that we started last week on things that married couples need to know if one of them finds themselves in a situation where they're needing continuing care. And this is often something that we don't think about. I think we tend to think about what happens if we lose uh, a spouse or a partner, but uh, too often we don't sort of contemplate what happens if they're in a situation where they need continuing care. Well, no question. And, and of course, uh, a lot of folks think that their health insurance uh, will cover it or cover most of it or that their or, or Medicare will actually come into play and cover it. And, and that's not the case. Medicare has a very limited benefit for a very limited period of time. And then you're on your own. Uh, and that's why it comes as such a shock. And so uh, the first thing that folks need to uh, appreciate about uh, Medicaid is that it's not just one program. It's multiple programs, and different rules are applied depending on your personal circumstances. And by personal circumstances, I mean what level of care do you need? Uh, are you trying to receive help at home? Do you need assisted living? Do you need memory care? Do you need nursing care? And so the, there are different programs uh, through Medicaid that uh, apply different rules. And so that's why there's so much confusion, or it's one of the reasons why there's so much confusion. And of course, the rule book is pretty darn complicated. So that uh, makes it that much more confusing. Now, um, w with that said, what I'm focusing on this morning uh, are the rules relating to when a loved one actually needs a nursing facility. So they've been admitted to a nursing home. And of course, we're talking about a common situation where uh, there's a spouse. There's uh, the uh, the uh, a wife or husband is at home, and that's called a community spouse by the Medicaid manual. Uh, for us, it's the healthy spouse or the healthier spouse, if you will. Um, and so it's like, what do you do? Well, the first thing we have to assess is, are there documents involved? So we've talked about the health care documents, and so what are the the financial documents, what are the ones that are important to us in terms of uh, Medicaid eligibility and asset protection related to med what's called Medicaid estate recovery, where when a person dies, Medicaid wants their money back if they can get some of that money back. So the, the fact is, that Medicaid planning, or what elder law attorneys do, uh, is they not only give you the right health care documents, but they give you the right financial documents uh, uh, that 
make a huge difference in terms of your ability to to quickly maneuver things around to where uh, you might be able to obtain eligibility and to protect those assets upon death. So, uh, what are those documents? Well, there's two, and uh, one is the Enhanced General Durable Power of Attorney. That's what allows another person, your agent, and normally that's your spouse, or it might be a trusted child, depending on circumstances, but it it's uh, a document that allows you to sign your loved one's name uh, to basically do things financially, whether it's to change a beneficiary designation or to transfer property to another person. So, uh, the, so the first question is, do you have any kind of general durable power of attorney? Because you'd be surprised. There are a lot of folks that don't have any documents at all. I've, I get clients that come in, and they're in their 70s, sometimes 80s, and they've never done documents. They're what we call optimists, <laughs> you know. They feel, you know. Uh, but finally, the wife prevails and gets them into the office uh, to get the documents uh, done. Uh, so the, the, but the fact is, is that some folks uh, have this uh, medical crisis and they have no documents whatsoever. And so obviously what we do depends on, number one, is the person in the nursing home, our loved one there, are they still lucid? Do they still know what's going on? Do they, do they, is their mind still good? Uh, do they have sufficient capacity to sign the documents they need, because we find ourselves going to nursing homes and hospitals from time to time, in order because our loved one is lucid, they have sufficient capacity to know what they're doing, and they know who they trust and who they love, and what they want to do, and they're they're perfectly capable of signing documents. But guess what? Oftentimes they're not. So. What do you do when you need documents signed? And and you say, okay, well, why do you need documents signed? Well, if we're trying to create eligibility and protect assets, generally speaking, the first thing we do or the first thing we want to do is to move all of the property except one small joint checking account we want to move everything else to the, move the title to the sole name of the community spouse, the healthy spouse. In other words, get everything out of the name of the patient who's in the nursing home. So the question is, how do you do that? Well, typically you have to sign documents you have to sign deeds you have to sign assignments you have to sign beneficiary designations you to change them you have to do a lot of different things when it comes to moving property uh, now oftentimes uh, a married couple is going to have joint accounts uh, that's you know joint bank accounts joint investment accounts uh, they do have some separate property because retirement accounts are always separate. 
Uh, life insurance is normally separate property. Uh, uh, annuities can be either way. Uh, but the pro- you know, oftentimes a lot of their properties actually joint. And that's fairly easy, even if we don't have the documents, because a joint account holder can, can, can control the entire account. But otherwise, you need the authority contained uh, uh, either by personal uh, authority for a lucid person, uh, one with sufficient capacity, or an adequate power of attorney. And here's the bad news. Most seniors do not have an adequate general durable power of attorney. They have short-form powers of attorney. You have to understand that most attorneys who do documents do not give you an enhanced general durable power of attorney. And more often than not, the documents that most seniors have do not authorize an agent to move all of the property over to the healthy spouse. That's the problem. And that's the first thing we want to do. Now, I know I've gone on and on and on. Uh, When we come back, I'll tell you uh, what's wrong with those powers of attorney. Why don't they work? So that you'll understand why an enhanced power of attorney is your friend. Bill, you mentioned last segment the cost of nursing care can start in the eight to $9,000 range. And when you are dealing with a long-term care crisis, of course, time is of the essence when you are dealing with these extravagant costs. And that's why having the right documents in order can help you get assistance quickly in making sure that you can move that property and that your documents are doing exactly what you intend. If you've had some documents drawn up, I don't know, decades ago, and you haven't Pull them out of your file cabinet to take a look at them. Schedule some time to speak with Bill and the team at WG Alexander and Associates. Get those documents reviewed. If you've never had your documents reviewed by an elder law attorney, I highly suggest that you do it. And I highly recommend that you go see the team at WG Alexander and Associates. WGALaw.com is where you can go to schedule some time to speak with someone. You can also call the office 919 256 7,000. Or if you want to attend Bill's free webinar happening this Wednesday, September 13th, covering long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, everything you need to know about dealing with a long-term care crisis and forms of financial assistance that are likely available to you, go to WGALaw.com, click on the seminars button at the top of the page, WGALaw.com. A quick break and back This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be right back after this. are listening to asset protection today with attorney bill alexander go to wgalaw.com to learn more about bill and wg alexander and associates wgalaw.com is where you can also go to register for bill's free webinar happening this wednesday september 13th learn more about long-term care assistance financial assistance that you or a loved one can receive if you 
need to know more about Medicaid and VA benefits and also navigate through many of the half-truths and myths when it comes to Medicaid, this is a wonderful educational opportunity for you that has no cost associated with it. Go to WGALaw.com, click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, we're continuing our discussion going over this scenario where a married couple has a spouse that is needing continuing care or long-term care. And we were just talking in depth about the very important document, the general durable power of attorney. Well, I promised to tell folks why most don't work. And so there are multiple reasons, quite frankly, but one of the big areas uh, is the gifting provision. Uh, Some powers of attorney have no gifting provision at all. Others uh, would not uh, allow a, a transfer of property to the agent. In North Carolina, Uh, And in most states, if the document doesn't specifically authorize transfers to the agent, which is almost always the spouse, then guess what? Uh, It is not only improper, it's illegal. Uh, It's a breach of fiduciary duty uh, to try to transfer property to an agent. It's self-serving, very obviously. Okay, so that's a biggie. But in North Carolina, oftentimes the most important property to transfer is the house uh, or the farm. Uh, And guess what? Many in North Carolina, to be able to gift real estate from one spouse to the other you, it, your power of attorney must specifically authorize a gift of real estate. If it just says, thou can make any gift you want to, to my spouse and my children, that's not good enough. It has to say uh, that you can make gifts of real or personal property. If it says real property in there, then you can transfer real property. But in North Carolina, if it doesn't say real property, you can't do it. Well, and not legally anyway, and it won't pass a title search if you don't have the authority to transfer property under that. Oftentimes, not only that, but they'll say, you can make gifts of my real and personal property, but it's limited to the uh, federal uh, gift tax uh, exclusion amount, which is $17,000, And guess what? Most real estate's worth a whole lot more than $17,000, even a half interest in real estate. So guess what? That basically prohibits you from transferring the real estate. And sometimes it'll say, you can only make gifts that I have historically made. Well, guess what? You historically haven't made those kind of gifts before. So that's not going to work either. So Frankly, there are multiple reasons why most don't work. And then you have other issues uh, in terms of do you have the authority to change beneficiary designations? Do you have the authority to amend trusts that might have been created or to create a new revocable trust on behalf of, of the person Um, So there are lots of other reasons because most powers of attorney are actually transactional in nature. It allows you to sell the farm, sell the house, sell the car, but not to 
gifted. And what you're really trying to do is transfer all the property to the spouse and then change the spouse's estate plan to be consistent where both parties' uh, estate plans are honored. Because sometimes, you know, people will have children by previous marriages or there'll be certain people they want to leave out or put in. And frankly, it's important to us when we do this kind of planning uh, that we are honoring both spouses' intentions if we know what they are. Now, if you don't have a will, we just have to assume, (laughs) you know, but at the same time, because our job is to protect both spouses, not just the healthy spouse. We need to protect both. So the bottom line is, uh, it, it now, what happens if there's no power of attorney? If you have an inadequate power of attorney, uh, or if you don't have a power of attorney at all, we have to file a petition in the court to allow a judge to consider whether or not to allow us to transfer property to a spouse. And so that can be huge uh, to be able to do that. Uh, now, there's two different ways. If you have if you have no documents, the first thing we have to do is file for a guardianship and have a guardian appointed. And then there's a process where the guardian can petition the court for approval to uh, transfer property. If you have an inadequate power of attorney, there's a separate petition that can be used Uh, where we don't have to have a guardianship, and that's helpful. So it's better to have a bad power of attorney than no power of attorney at all. But uh, it still means that we have to put it in court, which is time-consuming, and it's far more expensive. Uh, But but time is money when you're having to spend, you know, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars $10,000 a month on private care, uh, when we're trying to get you on Medicaid as quickly as possible. So, you know, that those uh, make a huge, huge difference in terms of how you do it. And then when we come back, I want to talk about the last document, which can be so important, and that's the last will and testament, particularly for the healthy spouse. And so I'll talk about that. We will get to that discussion and a reminder that Bill's free webinar is happening this Wednesday, September 13th. Learn more about long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, other forms of financial assistance that are likely available to you or a loved one dealing with a long-term care crisis. Go to WGALaw.com. Click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. It's free to register, free to attend. There's no cost associated with Bill's webinar, and it's just a completely educational and helpful way for you to learn more about some topics that are very difficult to find clear and uh, useful information that uh, is not riddled with half-truths and myths that so often can muddy the waters when it comes to understanding Medicaid and what is covered when it comes to a long-term care crisis. WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button at the top of the page. You can also call the office. The phone number is 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. A short break and back. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be back after this. 
This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. WGALaw.com is where you can go to schedule some time to speak with someone at WG Alexander and Associates. It's also where you can go to register for Bill's free webinar happening this Wednesday, September 13th. WGALaw.com. Click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. Learn more about long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, financial assistance for those dealing with a long-term care crisis. WGALaw.com. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. We're talking all about uh, married couples who one of the partners needs continuing care. And Bill, we were just referencing the last will and testament. And I know that you've You've got a, a many slides and one in particular that tends to catch people's eye when it comes to our last will and testament in your webinar. Well, well it's really important, uh, quite frankly, uh, because, all right, so we've accomplished moving all the property to the healthy spouse. Of course, because the spouse is healthy, we can update all of his or her documents, which obviously makes a lot of sense. And so... We'll make sure that the healthy spouse has the enhanced general durable power of attorney and all the health care documents and the like, digital releases and the whole bit. But the one thing that's very different is that we want to make sure that we protect the spouse that's in the nursing home. Uh, not only the spouses, and so we want to make sure that there's asset protection involved and that there's money to take care of that spouse in the nursing home if the healthy spouse surprises us and dies first. So we add a very sophisticated supplemental needs trust in the healthy spouse's last will and testament so that all of this property that we've now poured into the healthy spouse's estate will fall into a trust for the spouse in the nursing home. Now, this is a special trust. It's a trust that's based on federal law. And what goes into this trust, there's no five-year look back, there's no sanction, there's no penalty for creating it. Everything in the uh, in this trust is a non-countable asset for Medicaid purposes. So. If the healthy spouse dies first, the spouse in the nursing home stays on Medicaid, no problem, and the money in the trust can be used to supplement that spouse's care. That's one of the great reasons for Medicaid planning is because when you're having to privately pay, there's not an extra penny to supplement care. But when you're on Medicaid, oftentimes there are resources that can be used to supplement care because we all know that nursing home care is not great. Even if it costs $12,000 a month, it's still pitiful. And so anything we can do to make our loved ones' lives a little better, we want to do. And if oftentimes we can't do it all ourselves. We want to be there every day. But we can't be there all day. There's very few of us that can actually do that. So do we have enough money where we can pay others? If our children can't do it, our grandchildren can't do it, uh, can we pay other folks to do it? Well, that's supplemental care. And with a supplemental needs 
uh, trust, yes, you have the resources where you can pay others when family members can't do what needs to be done when you're in a nursing home to supplement that care. So, yes. Uh, now, so uh, that's one of the really nice things. And a lot of folks don't even realize you can you can move property to your spouse without any kind of Medicaid sanction. Now, there's nobody else you can move property to, so you can't transfer it to the kids or grandkids. There's a five-year look back that prohibits that. But the fact is we can transfer property to the spouse, and then we can protect it by creating a supplemental needs trust. And guess what? In most cases, it's a situation where the unhealthy spouse uh, wants the spouse at home to get everything anyway. And if we've moved all of the property there, in most cases, it's exactly what's wanted to begin with. But in the more complicated cases, after we get our client approved for Medicaid, then we can shift property around again for the healthy spouse to make sure that the estate plans of both families are honored. I mean, to me, that's extremely important. We need to protect the spouse in the nursing home, and we need to honor that person's estate plan, if, if particularly if there's children by a previous marriage or something along those lines going on. You know, it's a matter of making it uh, exactly what both parties uh, would want in terms of taking care of each other and honoring their estate plans. Making sure that we've got all these plans working in unison is, is so vital, and that's why I recommend that you attend Bill's free webinar happening this Wednesday, September 13th. Learn more about long-term care assistance. Go to wgalaw.com, click on the Seminars button, at the top of the page to learn more. You can also call the office. The phone number is 919-256-7000. Speak to someone on the team at W at WG Alexander and Associates, 919-256-7000. Bill's webinar on asset protection and trust planning will resume in October, but this coming Wednesday, we are going to have the morning webinar, which deals with long-term care assistance. So learn more about Medicaid, VA benefits, and how you or a loved one dealing with a long-term care issue can possibly qualify for financial assistance. WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button at the top of the page. It's free to register. Do so now so that you can attend the webinar on Wednesday, WGALaw.com. A quick break and back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Go to WGALaw.com to register for Bill's free webinar happening this Wednesday, September 13th. Learn more about long-term care assistance for you or a loved one dealing with a long-term care issue. I'm Jason Kong here with 
Bill Alexander. Bill, we're having a very thorough discussion, uh, I guess, these past two weeks about married couples and having a, a spouse who's dealing with continuing care. And there's a few more scenarios you wanted to run through. Well, no question. Uh, you know, we've talked about changing the healthy spouse's last will and testament. But uh, then again, what about those folks that have a revocable living trust or uh, uh, an RLT, a revocable trust? And you're just going, well, what do I do? I have a trust. Uh, the fact is, is that we still create, we, you know, folks with a trust have what we call a pour over will. So their last will and testament, in essence, says, Upon my death, if there's property that I have not already put into my trust, uh, from my estate, from my probate estate, put it into my trust. And and, uh, so basically, uh, for those folks who have a trust, the intention of a last will and testament is a cleanup document. Uh, You're supposed to have already put your property in trust, but everybody has a few things that we forget about. Uh, oftentimes it's an automobile or a truck or something along those lines. But sometimes some folks have never put anything into their trust, and that's a problem. But bottom line is, what about those folks with a trust? Well, number one, we still need to change the last will and testament of the healthy spouse to create the supplemental needs trust. Why? Because Medicaid will recognize a supplemental needs trust that's in your will but they will not recognize a supplemental needs trust or a special needs trust in your revocable trust. They don't consider your revocable trust to be a testamentary trust, and their rules say don't count a testamentary trust. So they count the one, they don't count the other. Is there a solution? Yes, of course there's a solution. What we do is we we actually... Uh, create what's called a power of appointment. And that's, you know, I'm not going to go in to explain that, but it's a legal process where you can grab everything in the trust and then push it over to the testamentary trustee, the trust that's in your will. So we add a power of appointment saying, I'm exercising that power of appointment at my death to transfer all the property in my revocable trust to the trust I've created in my last will and testament. That works. We do that all the time. And sometimes those trust-based plans can actually have some advantages over a non-trust plan uh, for Medicaid planning. But most people don't need them, but some folks do, and it can be very, very helpful. So the bottom line is there is a solution. That's what we want to hear. And if you have not seen an elder law attorney, maybe you've had documents drawn up in the past, or maybe you think everything is is right, but you're just not quite sure and you've never spoken with an elder law attorney before, contact WG Alexander and Associates. Go to WGA Law. Schedule some time to sit down and have your documents reviewed. You can also call the office. The phone number is 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. And don't forget, this is your opportunity this week to attend Bill's free webinar on long-term care assistance. It's happening this Wednesday, September 13th. 
Go to WGALaw.com, click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. It's free to register, free to attend, learn more about Medicaid, VA benefits, and other forms of financial assistance that you or a loved one likely qualify for if you are dealing with a long-term care issue. WGALaw.com, click on the Seminars button right there at the top of the page. That will do it for us today on behalf of Bill Alexander. I'm Jason Kong. Thanking you so much for joining us here today on Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. We hope you have a wonderful weekend.